Actually, music in general is a very good way to take over an environment in an invisible way. So if you're in an office that is stressful or if, you know, you're not enjoying, you know, where you're living, if you put some really good tunes on, then that's a way of sort of taking control of your environment in quite a positive way. Hello, you're very welcome to this month's episode of My Week in Tunes. My name is Danny O'Hanlon and on the second Saturday of every month, I invite a guest onto the show to talk about their week in tunes. We basically, um, we take it day by day for the seven days of the week and we talk about the role that music plays in their lives. And this month, this is actually my second Galway guest. I'm, go- I'm going through the Galway rogues gallery one at a time. Um, this guy, uh, he is a singer-songwriter from Galway, started out life in music in a band called Gardner, a kind of a, a, a grungy affair, but then as that band sort of broke up, he started recording his own stuff, and in the last five or six years, he's put out two albums of his own solo material, um, the first one being Loose Ends and the second one being High to Low. That's correct, right? Correct. Correct. Groovy. Well <laughs> so this is uh, my good friend Neil O'Connor speaking from Galway. Uh, good evening, Neil. Good evening, Danny. How are you? Good to hear your voice again. Yeah, you too, man. Uh, we we don't we usually when we talk, it's for something like this. It is. Yeah, we're either talking by singing to each other or just <laughs> talking over something like this. Yeah, <laughs> serenading each other or something like that, maybe. Exactly. But yeah, it's, it's, it's always some kind of version of this, but it's good to be talking no matter what way it is. Definitely. I think it's it's more the the little bit of a distance between where we live, I suppose, more than anything, isn't it? It's actually, do you know what? Since I moved, the distance isn't as big. I'm about two hours away now. I used to be about four. I'm about two and a half hours away now, something like that. Oh, cool. So you're near. I'm a little bit closer than I was, for sure, yeah. Maybe so, another uh, two years, you'll be you'll be uh, an hour away. You're getting closer every time. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's part of my long plan to 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 edge ever ever so slightly back to Galway each year. Yeah. <laughs> By the time I'm sixty, I'll be living next door to you. <laughs> you'll you're, you'll wake up in the morning, or your wife will wake up, and the the house will be on a trailer. It'll be uh, parked in Galway somewhere. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, down the docks. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, so Neil, you're obviously being a musician. Um, Music plays quite a big part in your life. I think it's fair to say. Yeah, always, always has since since I can, you know, since I can remember my early memories listening to music like Beatles and Stones and Dylan from you know from the home house, um, and knowing the words to those songs as you know the way you'd know kind of nursery rhymes. Yeah, basically. so yeah, it's all it's always been there from a young age, and yeah, it's, it's still here. <laughs> That's amazing, and like as well as that, obviously, I've been at a few of your sort of family dues, like uh, wed- I was at your wedding, obviously, but I was also at yeah. just one or two birthday parties and stuff like that. And music is a really big deal in your family. It is, yeah. They've it always gets to a stage where there's someone, they're like someone get the guitar out of the boot or wherever, and you know someone starts on, and everyone. Everyone knows it's going to happen, but nobody wants to do the first song. And it's yeah. just this thing as if, as if it's like, we know it's going to happen. It's inevitable. You're, someone's going to have to do the first song. That's just someone take the bull by the horns. I, I think it was me know. one night. Probably was, yeah. And then, I and probably gave you the elbow. I think that's what, in my family, I think what happens is that uh, no one does the first song. So the thing doesn't happen at all. Yeah, exactly. You need you need a starter. You need someone to jump in. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, speaking of starters, Neil, this is geez, you'd swear you'd been doing this radio game your whole life. We're going to start. <laughs> we're going to start on your your week in tunes. Okay. So anyone who hasn't heard the show before, we go through it day by day. 
we think, uh, you know, I get my guests to pick the song that best describes their Monday, their Tuesday, their Wednesday, etc. So Neil O'Connor's Monday uh, is best soundtracked by Ain't No Easy Way Out by the Black Rebel Motorcycle Club. Do you want to yeah, talk um, about that? Sure. It's now this. First of all, this whole challenge or whatever it is or this program was very very hard to do i was in looking at thousands of my cds and you know stuff and it's like how how do you pick seven songs you know out of out of the, the amount you have that's what everybody bands. says so hard and i was like uh, but i just i'm just gonna go with stuff i'm just gonna you know pick things that are comes comes to my hand and that, that make a bit of sense but but monday i suppose that ain't no easy way out it's just it's just a great song that when the harmonica kicks in on it I think it was the, it was it was a long time since you heard harmonica on the radio, you know, in a decent song, and and that came on, and kind of it kind of blew it open a bit. Um, it is it, it will definitely get you out of bed in the morning, and right. the, the the whole sentiment that there ain't no easy way out. You got you got to go to work. You got to do whatever you got to do. There is unfortunately there is no easy way out. I'm still looking for it, but I haven't found it yet. <laughs> but this this is the song that if you have if you have to get up to. You know, this 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 should get you out of bed. I think in and the morning. This was I heard this song back when I was I was working living in Galway. I was working in a factory and I was playing music at the weekends and I had m- more money than I could spend, kind of thing. And I just mm. bought like every new album that came out. I bought it, you know. And yeah, the, I remember buying this album and not listening to it very much, to be honest. And then, and then remember you. It was actually you that made me listen to it. You were you had this song on in the house or something one night. I'm not sure and. Then you were yeah. saying, "Yeah, this is a great album. Why have you not listened to it?" And then it—it's yeah. kind of a cool kind of sick. It's—it's a mostly acoustic kind of album, isn't it? For the, which is, un- is was usual yeah. for them at the time. It was a change of direction for them. I think they—they they were having issues with the drummer, and the drummer had left or something, so they were left with no drummer. So they—they they went with the acoustics, and they started, you know, doing the, all these songs. And the same, the drummer came back. I think in the end, anyways. So he is on the album, but yeah, and it was—it was a great departure for them. Like it was really, it was. It, it was they could play you know sometimes they'll try the acoustic stuff it won't work for them but these yeah. guys were born to do it and they used it in I kind remember. of like it's it's not like when like oasis or the verve or someone use acoustic guitars and it's all strings and it's ballads it, it was kind of like a, a aggressive acoustic guitar playing yeah it was it was rock and it was very bluesy some of it is, is very slow and even myself when i put on the album howl it's this, there's might be one or two I might skip over because they kind of they kind of drone on for a bit, but yeah. when when they get it right on the album, it's it's great. It's like this complicated situations on the album. It's again it's only a short song, but it's it's a, it's a lovely little thing. Even the Johnny Cash kind of stuff. The fact that it's even called Hell is is an Allen Ginsberg thing, isn't it? Isn't it so, supposed to be a reference to an Allen Ginsberg poem from the sixties? There you go. I didn't know that. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that. I'm, I'm up yeah. on my beat poetry. It's easy to fall in love when you fall in. So what's the thinking there, Neil? Does that that just sort of um, 
gets your head centered for the real world kind of thing. It does. I think it's a, it's just it it's 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 got a real it's it's an upbeat song and it's it, it kind of Monday can be drudgy, so it can help you kind of you know get on the bike or whatever you have to do, get in the car and, and, and get out there. It might change your mood a little bit from you know Mondays are hard for everybody, but it might kind of cheer you up a small bit before yeah. reality sets in and oh, you, you got to go to work. And stuff. Music's so important when you're heading to work. Like we because we have a longer commute now, we're driving in in the car, and I'm, yeah. I'm burning loads of old stuff onto CD to listen to on the way in and kind of rediscovering a lot of stuff as well but it, it definitely it's very important for your mood on a monday morning i don't know these people who don't listen to music on the way to work i don't know how they cope i don't it's hard and it's same with us in the car like i've got i don't have i don't normally put on spotify now but i just got like you know the old case of cds and i pick same one out as, and it goes yeah. in and it's and then it stays in there then maybe for like three or four days so you get oh yeah absolutely yeah and but it's that's the way you used to memorize stuff like the way that something would stick in your head you know Exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's not. It's it's too easy now to kind of, you know, change the channel onto some other album when you're on Spotify or whatever YouTube. So, it's it's good to put in the album and even even the songs that you mightn't listen to that often. You kind of you, you get to hear them again. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Um, we're gonna move on to Tuesday. So you've chosen uh, for your Tuesday song. You've chosen the Old Main Drag by the Pogues. I have, and it's an unusual one, I suppose. It wouldn't be something people associate with me, but. I just love that song. There's something about it. It's just, you know, it's a bit kind of desperate and it's homeless and it's probably to do with heroin and, you know, prostitution and whatever. Yeah, all these well, kind of horrible uh, things. But <laughs> his voice is unbelievable. The lyrics are, are unbelievable. It's just, it's, there's, not, there's nothing, the, the kind of, the feeling that you get from you hear that a song sung by Shane McGowan like that. It's just different to anything else, I think. Absolutely, and I I hadn't heard it for a long time when I I was listening to your tunes earlier today, and I kind of when people talk about the Pogues, I, like I'm definitely when it comes to the Pogues, I'm a greatest hits guy. I wouldn't know yeah. their albums in any great detail at all. But this this song is on their greatest hits, but I, it's normally yeah. it's not one I took super notice of. I have to admit, but it's a great song. It is. I mean, I'd be again, I'd be greatest hits kind of guy. That's where I came in. I do. I'm holding. Rome sodomy lash now in my hand because I have it here on CD. But I've listened to it maybe you know six or seven times. Which yeah. I, which I need to. I need to. That's why it's out now. So I'm going to listen to it more. <laughs> but but yeah, that 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 song just it just you know dove out at me the first time when I heard the greatest hits or the best stuff. And so it's, it's definitely uh, you know on on a Tuesday it's pretty easy to feel like the world's kind of coming in on top of you a little bit, and <laughs> it's nice to think well this bloke probably has it a little bit worse. <laughs> It's all in the title, the old name drag <laughs> yeah. of, of, of your Tuesday. Even. When I first came to London, I was only 16. With a fiver in my pocket and my old dancing bag. I went down to the dilly to check out the scene. But I soon ended up upon the old main drag. There are the he-mails and the she-mails Parading in style And the old man with the money Would flash you a smile In the dark of an alley You would work for a five For a swift one, not the rest Down on the old main drag In the cold winds and nights The old town was chill but there were boys in the cafes 
who'd give you cheap pills. If you didn't have the money, you could jaw and get back. There was always lots of chewing on the old main drag. So that was the Pogues uh, with the old main drag, and that is Neil's uh, song to get him through his his Tuesdays, his difficult Tuesdays down there in in Galway. <laughs> Do you play much music yourself, Neil? I know, like, the, was it this time last year maybe that we were working on your album, or was it even the year before? I can't remember now. Yeah, it was just I think it was over a year ago. So time time flies. We have over a year ago. I'm sitting in like I've got a new kind of studio shed now, and I'm sitting in it and I'm working on the new album, I suppose. And doing, we're doing an old Gardner album as well. We're finally trying to record this album after whatever twenty odd years. Oh, you're so, actually getting back together to record those songs again? Yeah, well, it's mostly me and Bushy, and then we're kind of like, we're using maybe um, drum loops or, or copying the drums that Gavin, the drummer, did, and we're, we're the bass player might be putting bass stuff on. I'm not sure, but the songs, the, the, the backbone of the songs has all been done, and I've got to put my bits on it now. So that's, that's amazing. That's, yeah, yeah, it's going to be interesting to finally hear, hear stuff recorded after all that, that time. And you guys kind of, well, you and Bushy are family, right? You, the Bushy is the guitar player. You guys are cousins, is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So cousins. you guys have obviously been in touch this whole time, and I, I feel like it's an idea that's been bubbling in his head for a long time. Oh, yeah, it's just he's obsessed with it. This is, this is he needs to get these songs done, and it's never kind of left. I'm always trying to you know move on to newer things and different things but he always goes back to this so yeah that it's it like be... his um it's like he's like you know the the galway rock scenes answer to like george lucas or whatever like <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's just like he keeps reworking star wars that's it like he just seems like this is this is going to be the, the final mix of the song and i mean I, I i have to come when i come into it i just i just need to change it change it up a bit and bring something fresh to it just for to be interested in it and the bits that i've done on the song so far they're i'm really liking them so it's kind of you know, it's it has it's changed, and I think it sounds really good. And the album will be good. It won't be for it won't be for everyone. It'll be a bit kind of jammy, and it'll be a bit kind of psychedelic. Oh maybe yeah, bits. I've seen it'll you be... guys play, and it is it gets really psychedelic. It's really yeah. like spacey, like lots of like those kind of guitar effects that make you feel like you're lost in space, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like if like if people aren't, it's not going to sell loads of copies. Not good app like that. So if you're doing it, you got to do it for yourself. And if you're happy with, which, even if a song goes on for eight minutes or something like that if you're happy with how it sounds you're the one that's going to be listened to more than anyone else probably at the end of the day so well speaking of your music neil uh, as your third track we're gonna go with one of your songs oh and nice. <laughs> you what i've done is I've, i'm picking it i'm picking one of your tunes for for your wednesday tune and there's there's not a not a thing you can do about it <laughs> fine um, by me so your second album is called high to low and when you were recording that album you did a very odd thing and you asked me to come down and sing on it now nobody I asks did. me to sing on anything, <laughs> <laughs> but our, I think our voices have always worked well together. Yeah, this song hopefully kind of shows that. And you, I mean, we did amazing work that day. We did. We went through what, about six or seven songs, maybe more. We did a and whole did album's that. worth of vocals that, like that day yeah. and a little bit the next day. Yeah, and and some good guitar work as well on some of the stuff. So. Yeah, that was a very constructive uh, day or two that we did. Yeah, and, and this song we're going to play, I remember you you sent me the demo of it before I'd gone down to Galway to, to do the recording, and I listened to it one day on my way into work. It was still, I was It was like maybe 7 o'clock in the morning, I was walking into yeah. work, it was still dark, and um, 
I thought, God, the birds are very loud this morning for some reason. <laughs> I didn't realize, I, I can't remember now if it's actually in the final mix, but in the demo, there was bird sounds on it. And I, oh, I didn't yeah, realize, sure. it was only when I paused it, I realized, oh, this, is, this was Neil. This is Neil put all these bird <laughs> sounds on this, on this tune. I'm big on, the, I'm big on the kind of, that atmospheric thing and having a few sound effects and stuff like that. If you can, if it doesn't kind of take away from the song, and then the song can kind of come in on top of that. Obviously, you wouldn't be doing it when you're doing it live, but it's, 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 it's kind of that Sergeant Peppery type stuff. That it's oh, it's you, okay to have weird sounds. You wouldn't have a cage around, full around of budgies or anything like on stage <laughs> with you. <laughs> hey, well, that could be, that's a good idea. It's a good down. idea for the Gardner reunion. <laughs> yeah, release the budgies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But this is, uh, so this is a track, it's the first track off that album, and it's called One Fine Morning. And this is Neil O'Connor with uh, myself uh, on backing vocals there and a little bit of guitar. So this is One Fine Morning. We walk for miles that night Floating through the town Two kids just holding hands Discovering our world Falling out of gardens Painting on the wall Laughing
Okay, so that was from Neil O'Connor's album High to Low and that track was called One Fine Morning. That album is available to stream along with his first solo album, Loose Ends, on the old Spotify. So if you liked what you heard, you can go and hear two albums worth of stuff from Neil O'Connor on Spotify. Um, the, a lot, like, I actually, I kind of admire the way you, you kind of do these albums, Neil, because you, it, every couple of years you just take a little bit of time out and you, you just put something together. You know, you, when I was recording this one with you, the one day I was down there, we were doing it in literally the box room. Yeah, and the, the, even at that stage it was cleared out a little bit, but yeah, before that, like, there was, there was no space in there at all. But once you have the mic there and you can plug into something and record it, you know, and, and mix it afterwards, that's it. You really, you know, unless you're setting up drums or something like that, you don't, you don't need a whole lot of space. It's nice to have the space and I appreciate it now, but you, you don't need a lot of space for you to do something. And especially because you get, there's, uh, what is the, the, the guy who runs the Forge Studios then in Galway that mixes it for uh, you? Ray Diamond. Yeah, because you get yeah. to, you kind of record, you record it whatever way you're going to record it. Like, you know, because like, ne- you know, neither yeah. of us are engineers. We just plug things in <laughs> and play them and hope they sound okay, you know. Definitely Much not. like this radio show. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and um, But you have a guy that he, when you've done all your kind of recordings, when you've got things like on, you know, on file that you're happy yeah. with, this guy then takes them and makes them sound amazing. Yeah, he, he puts them through like all you know better kind of stuff that he has better preamps and mixes it masters it and all that and i like to work with ray because he's he works he knows i like to work fast i want to get it done i don't want to be spending a fortune down there you know kind of saying oh can we tweak that drum sound i'm not i'm not that fussy but once once i it sounds good and i trust his ears as well and you know if if he's doing if he's going somewhere that i don't i don't like where it's going or if if we we can disagree on it but for the most part we get we, we get along fine and get it done in a few days basically well definitely the proof is in the pudding like you know if yeah. like it doesn't sound like something that was recorded in a box room for sure there's 11 songs now for a new album and it's just you get them to a certain stage it's still going to take a few months to do it but then you take it down to him after that and then when it's done it's great because you can just kind of go oh that's done i don't really have to go near those songs again and you know you might listen to them for a while after that and it's you kind of revisit it then a month or two after that, and you go, "Oh, that's not bad." I was I was really chuffed to get to take part in it. Like I was I was on the first one a little bit, but this one, mm. man, I'm all over it. Exactly, and you can you can, you can listen to it and kind of go, "God, that's there I am, there I am, there yeah, I am." Yeah, <laughs> I just remember I oh, I was kind of hung over that day. Like I hope that sounds yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah. So it does. It it does not. I was really pleased with how it came out, and and it's amazing to go and do something like that, and then get sent back these mixes, these like professional mixes, and you're like, oh, there I am on Spotify. That's, yeah, that's class. <laughs> I, I checked the last day on Spotify. I was like, I just, just get a, an, an email from the guys who look after all this, and they're like saying you've made f- uh, fourteen euros from like Trinidad or something like that. It's <laughs> like who that who's listening to this music in Trinidad? That's class. You've got like, and you've got. T- 200 and something monthly subscribers or followers look you know like you know me i don't do any promotion i don't do live gigs i don't do anything so who are these people that are out there listening to these songs so we're going to move on to thursday neil now thursday you've picked a class tune now for thursday you've picked clap hands by tom waits oh yeah what a song it's that like it's just listening to even the start of it it's like the rain dropping on you know a roof and yeah the lyrics like what's what's he say he's like he's hanging out a window catching a bottle of rain or something 
it's just it's just it's it's madness and i love the madness and when you find tom waits you nearly have to go into that character you know i'd be moving around the kitchen <laughs> to this to this, these songs because he's just he's, he's unbelievable he's a, he's a different kind of level and I'm, I'm on this facebook group now you know where you like these kind of fan groups or whatever and there's tom waits one and god there's so much obsessed people out there with oh, him. You know, like, imagine, oh, yeah. he, he showed up for like two seconds in this film and they've it all over the place and you know but it's it's good that there's I suppose, people out there like that they're into music this good and a lot of them they seem to be into that kind of you know rain dogs swordfish trombones frank wild years that holy trinity of tom waits is, is the magic time for them um even though the earlier stuff is amazing as well and, and so and is the, the last album he did um Oh, I can't even remember what it was Bad called. Bad as me, is Bad it? Bad as me. It's, it's some brilliant yeah. stuff on that. This is from the album Rain Dogs, which is probably the best album of that trinity that you just mentioned. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, just looking at the track list. I mean, it's got Downtown Train on it, which people would probably know from even if it's from Rod Stewart. It's got like uh, Singapore the Times. One, the one with song. Keith Richards on it. Is that on that one? Is that Blind Love? No. Blind Love is on it, yeah. That's on it, yeah. That was probably the first time they worked together, I'd say, was it? They, yeah, they, and in a way, they're two guys that should never work together. Like, you know, it's like having <laughs> two chainsaws going at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> I saw Tom Waits in the Phoenix Park that time he played. It must be seven or eight years ago now, but he was oh, class. Wow. He was amazing. God, I wish I, I wish I went to that. I probably wasn't big, as big a fan back then, but you know, if, if I knew then what I know now, I would, <laughs> yeah. I would have been there beside you. I, the funniest thing that happened though was we were waiting outside to go in, uh, and it was he had this big top down in the Phoenix Park. It looked like a circus tent, you know, and. Um, yeah. We could hear him sound checking. He obviously wasn't happy with the sound, but he, you could hear him inside che sound checking his mic. He was going, whoa, whoa. and then he would go, <laughs> yes. more treble. And then, whoa, whoa. and it sounded exactly the same, more bass. You know, and he, this went on for maybe 10 minutes, and I was just like, what difference is he hearing in this? This is insane. I I, maybe they have to do it sometimes just to kind of scare everybody to say you know like I'm, I'm i'm listening to everything here so you got to get this right <laughs> yeah he's he's one of i suppose that's why this like it's i know it sounds rickety and all that kind of stuff but it's 
it's the right kind of rickety, you know. It's exactly as rickety or as unrickety as he wants it to be, you know. Yeah. It's very, even though it seems like it's about to fall apart, it's very studied. He's probably like that. That dustbin is out of tune with that <laughs> pipe, so we yeah. need to tune that up. <laughs> tune in, tune in that hubcap. Yeah. <laughs> Go back to those cold sounds. Now you're going to have to give me a bit of help with this Friday song because. I'm, and this is a really po- unpopular opinion, but I've never quite gotten this band. So I want you to sell them to me a little bit, okay? <laughs> so, Primal Scream. Primal Scream. This is, and not just Primal Scream, but this is Kill All Hippies by Primal Scream from yeah. Exterminator. That's the one. Or yeah. e- Exterminator. <laughs> if you want to pronounce it that. Yeah, I, you know I love Primal Scream and it's, I love the sound. Again, like Tom Waits, they've, they've changed. They went from a kind of a, an indie kind of, blues band they did rock and roll records then they went to like uh, screamadelica which is massive which is a dance kind of album um then they went back to the rock and roll with rocks and jailbird and stuff and then they went to this real kind of punk kind of cyberpunk kind of stuff and it's, it's dancey and uh, it's got kevin shields on it with these screaming ear bleeding guitars and it, it's, they just keep changing it up but then they can go back to the, the playing rolling stones rock and roll stuff again so and I've seen them I've seen them live a load of times, I saw them a few months ago there again and just put on some show and everyone's kinda happy and you know, I just I love them. <laughs> well I'm, I'm I'm glad you like it, Neil. I'm glad you like it. <laughs> but uh, no, I I mean I I like them to an extent, but I, I people love them, like flat out love them and I just never got as into them as as, as people Do you know what my like problem me. always was, right? <laughs> I always yeah. felt like, and I said this to someone recently, and uh, I, I don't know if they agreed with me or not, but I always felt like their success was kind of down to somebody else. Like when they when they did Scream at Delica, it was kind of your man, is it Andrew Weatherall? Is that his name? Yeah, yeah. Who, who remixed it. He was the guy that kind of brought it to life a little bit. And then when they did the the album down in Memphis, it was kind of those Memphis musicians that kind of give that, the fl- it always seems to be somebody else that's kind of boosting them up a little yeah. bit. Do you know what I mean? You could, yeah, you could argue that point. But then, at the end of the day, they they wrote the songs. They wrote moving it up. They wrote rocks before the Memphis guys were there. They they wrote all these kind of ballady songs, the punky songs. So they're not afraid either to let other musicians come in on it or producers and stuff like that and help them out, which is good because it's all then for the the good of the song or the good of the music it's not just kind of you know us, us three or four are going to do this and no one else is going to touch it so they're kind of they're generous like that i suppose as long as if it serves the song go with it you know i suppose that's fair enough i yeah. you you've you've explained it to me better than other people have <laughs> I, I, I can't <laughs> promise you i'll go and be the biggest fan or anything now but i'm i'm glad you know, gave me a, a fan's take on it <laughs> and you know because i put this as a friday like friday night i'm normally DJ and I'm playing stuff that I wouldn't really be listening to but if I was allowed to play stuff DJing like I did before this is the kind of song I play Kill All Hippies Alright well let's hear it right now this is this is what Friday night sounds like inside Neil O'Connor's head it's you shouldn't if you you live in Galway you shouldn't kill all hippies because the population will go down considerably that's true. <laughs> so save here, all hippies. Save all hippies. Yeah, get, write that song, Bobby Gillespie. Write the sing, the sequel. So this is uh, Kill All Hippies, Primal Scream.
Okay, so that was Kill All Hippies by Primal Scream. Uh, and, and Neil uh, gave me quite a good uh, sort of rundown on why I should be a little less harsh on Primal Scream because I've, I've said some mean things in the past on social media about them to people who love them. So um, sorry about that, everybody who loves Primal Scream. Um, Bobby will be after you. Yeah, Bobby will be after me. I, I, love the, I have to say I love that clip of him on... Um, what current affairs program was he on recently where everybody started dancing and he wouldn't budge? <laughs> yeah, that's just classic. He's just like, he, would, he won't play the game, but he's like, no, I'm not dancing like the monkey. Yeah, he wasn't into it at all. It was really funny. <laughs> Fair play. It was, it was definitely one of the funnier of those, what is it, a meme or whatever of last year. Yeah, hilarious. So, okay, a, a Neil O'Connor list of songs would not be complete without a song by the band we're about to discuss, okay? So it's Saturday night, and you've got "Can't Hear Me Not You Can't You Hear Me Knocking" by the Rolling Stones. Amazing tune! It's like it just just you want to get up as soon as you hear that guitar bit come in straight away. It's it's amazing. It's it goes on for a bit, but every I think every second in it, it was great. You know the the jam at the end, the lyrics, the chorus that's there. I mean, it's it's appeared in God knows how many films. It was in Casino, I think, and you know a few things like that. But, uh, it's, yeah. It's well, Martin Scorsese does like to use the Stones. He does, yeah. It's for me when I hear the Stones in a, in a movie or, or a good TV series, it just gives it that stamp of quality. You go, oh yeah, that's it now, definitely. <laughs> it's like um, <laughs> I that you know the way he he did the concert film for the Rolling Stones, and yeah. it was called it was it was called Give Me Shelter, and I think Mick Jagger said that it's actually the only Martin Scorsese film that doesn't have Give Me Shelter in it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that's what he did and he's done the dylan one recently as well which is oh great. did you see it yeah love it oh my god it was brilliant the, the performances in it were unbelievable stop he was, he was like he's like a man possessed when he was yeah isis i think yeah it was isis and he was jumping around and i noticed on that song he was he was playing harmonica in between the verses but he was yeah. doing it miles away from a microphone. I don't know what he, <laughs> no. like, he's just playing it for the band nearly. Like, you know, it was, yeah, yeah. it was so, and there's, a, there's, the, did you see the version of Knocking on Heaven's Door where him and Roger McGuinn from the Birds are singing it? And they're giving yeah. each other these crazy stares while they're singing it. Yeah. I've never seen anything like it. It was so class. But, but then you get cool things like um, that footage of Joni Mitchell singing Coyote. Yeah. Oh my I thought, God. I thought. I thought like the times when he, when you know when he's interviewed present day it was hilarious. Do you know the stuff he'd say he was on about was was Roger McGuinn or something saying that oh McGuinn came in and he you know he, he thought his room was bugged and he was getting very paranoid and he's like well I, I didn't know whether his room was bugged or not but <laughs> you know it obviously the room wasn't bugged but Dylan would just string him along and say yeah maybe it is bugged maybe oh, you were paranoid. I, I love and he doesn't it's not like he sits for that many interviews now so it's just great to see him like you know and at the start of it he's gone on about like uh he he starts off talking about Rolling Thunder that which is this tour that they all did where him and Roger McGuinn and Joan Baez and Johnny Mitchell and all his people all all went on tour yeah. and he starts going about oh yeah we, we just uh you know, the president was was uh, going to be impeached and civil unrest and all this. And all of a sudden he goes, I don't know, this 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 happened 40 years ago. I, I don't remember anything about it. I think he said, I wasn't even born then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Some people are listening to the radio now going, I haven't a clue what these two lads are talking about. Yeah. And, they're not, and they're not even playing a Bob Dylan song. <laughs> well, they just on a tangent. Yeah. But anyway, Neil... Tell me yep. about the Rolling. This this is another band that mean an awful lot to you. Is the Rolling Stones? Oh yeah, it's, God. But the first, the Stones, obviously the early stuff. 
position because I think Dad had rolled gold, so I knew you know, come on, not fade away all that all that early stuff satisfaction. And then I found Beggar's Banquet on vinyl, and I just that was my favorite album for you know of all time for so long and then, then i found sticky fingers and it just kind of it just got up above slightly above it so this is off sticky fingers and i just i, I listened to the album all day you know and am i correct in thinking that you have the the vinyl of sticky fingers with the actual zip on the trousers i do i do yeah there's not too in, many of them in, around no it's in there somewhere i picked i picked it up something like 20 euros in some shop uh so, or some record fair or something like that. And you don't expect to come across stuff like that, but yeah, it's there. You probably wouldn't now. Now they charge you a fortune for it. Yeah. And the, the only thing is, and I think this was a, I read this somewhere before people complained about it because the zip on it, because it sticks out of the record, will, will scratch your other record or your cover. <laughs> that's, that's, you know, when you have them in the thing. Oh, so people are never happy. I know. remember years ago having the CD of Sticky Fingers and it said on the inside, um, cover designed by Andy Warhol. And I remember thinking what is it only a picture of a pair of jeans what did he do like you know like what, what designing went on but then you realize that oh it was a whole thing where there was a, it was a kind of a sort of similar to the velvet underground where you peeled the banana off the the front of the album this was like a zip that you could open yeah um, it's still it's it is it is a bit of the emperor's new clothes isn't it the whole, the whole what andy warhol used to do sometimes go, exactly this, yeah. yeah this is going to be the album cover and i think it's really cool and because he was kind of so respected or whatever by these guys they'd be like oh yeah we'll definitely go with that yeah yeah <laughs> i'd stick a zip on there totally banana <laughs> off you go <laughs> no one was arguing with him <laughs> no so um but this is so this is off sticky fingers it, it's definitely in that period of all the good stones stuff oh yeah without doubt there's what way does it go? It's like Beggar's Banquet, like Exile, Sticky Fingers. Is there another album in there that's kind of let let it bleed let was it after Beggar's Banquet? Yeah. So and I always kind of presumed Mick Taylor played on that, but I don't think he did a lot much on Let It Bleed. I think they were maybe guitarless at that stage. I think it was the kind of in between time of Brian Jones and Mick Taylor. But there you go. So I think this, when he, sticky. this this track is an odyssey. This goes on for. I was listening to it earlier on at work. This is a, this is quite a trip. This track. Yeah, and and what's amazing, and I still don't know why I really believe this, especially after you told me that Bob Dylan story. <laughs> but they say this was done in one take. <laughs> like oh. they just kept playing because they, they left the tape rolling because it was going so well. Yeah, you got satin shoes. So that was Can't You Hear Me Knocking by the Rolling Stones and that was my guest Neil O'Connor's uh, song for Saturday night uh, here on my Weekend Tunes and we're rolling into Sunday now Neil and actually as people are listening to this 
um, it goes out at 11 p.m. on a Saturday night, so we're quite literally rolling into Sunday. And nice. So this couldn't be any more apt. <laughs> and the, and this is a song I'd never heard actually that you picked for um, your last one. And this is Mark Lanigan with Ugly Sunday. Yeah, off his first solo album. So Mark Lanigan of X of Screaming Trees, I suppose, and he's done done loads of different things. But I've, I'm a massive Mark, Mark Lanigan fan, especially the kind of the early albums. And I saw I saw me he came to Cork. I think it was one of the first Irish gigs he did. Um, so me and a guy went down to see him in Cork and then we went up the following night to see him in Dublin and when I seen him in Cork I kind of gave him a, a I met him backstage or whatever and I gave him a present of a Frames album remember that Fitzcarraldo that Frames album yeah it was all I had on me at the time I said you listen to that you know there's some good stuff on that then, the, then we followed, the, followed him up the next day and then we got talking to him again and it was a really surreal moment where we ended up backstage and I was sitting beside him for about an hour you know, sharing his cigarettes and talking about, you know, Kurt Cobain and Lane Staley and all this kind of stuff. Oh, wow. And for me, it was like, it was like when that kind of reality becomes kind of a dream or vice versa, you know. But, but what, a, what a guy. He's an absolute hero of mine. He's, and this, this first album is real hangover album and this absolutely yeah I, I was listening to this earlier on at work and it hadn't been, it hadn't been the best day and I had to, <laughs> had to put it off actually. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah. it was. He, it's definitely. What's uh, he, he, the the line? I'm drunk. I'm drunk half blind, and it's an ugly Sunday morning. So I've had a lot of those where you're just kind of bleary eyed on a Sunday, trying to get home or church or trying to go to the pub. So yeah, yeah. This, when we're this, when you're, this really captivates that feeling, I think. And he's actually. Um, that that's amazing that you met him and that you got to have that sort of experience. I, I have to imagine if you're giving him a Frames album, that's pre. Um, smartphones and all that kind of stuff like now it'd be like you know you might be tempted to ask for a picture and all that kind of stuff whereas you got to just kind of hang out with him and, yeah. and talk unbelievable yeah it's got him such a nice guy and such a, a humble kind of guy as well and you know he talk about how how close he was to say Kurt Cobain or Lane Staley and they were they were like his two of his best friends and they're gone and you know, and at the time he's, he he just keep giving up drinking. I think because he used to be you know big on drink, as the songs will kind of tell you. But so he was there. He was there just drinking bottles of water, and his band were having a drink and having a smoke or whatever. But yeah, it was it was backstage in Whelan's or something like that. I think in this room. But um, yeah, it was it was a mad night, and uh, it's. I don't know if he did he ever listen to that Frames album, but I, I, I gave it to him because it was in my gear bag. <laughs> so yes, yeah, so, <laughs> just like, give him something to, to remember you by. Yeah, it was more of an excuse to try and get get over to talk to him for a second. So that that kind of opened the door. So thanks, Glenn Hansard. <laughs> I think the only album of his I ever actually owned is there one called Bubblegum. Yeah, that's a great album. Yeah, uh, PJ Harvey's on that album, I think, uh, for one song. Yeah. She does. There's actually she does two, and she did the she did did hit, which was the hit the city. That was the that, the song. And then there was another one, I think, on on the second side of the album. But um, yeah, that's a brilliant album as well. That I think that kind of launched him a bit, kind of higher up the the level as a solo artist. Because uh, they're all great. This you lent me that CD, I think the the winding sheets, and you kind of said, look, uh, uh, you can't really buy this CD anymore. It's pretty rare, so just like look after it. And I think I actually didn't even play it then. I was like concerned I was gonna like because I you know I, I have a tendency to leave things lying around out of their cases and stuff like that. So I was just like, I don't even want to <laughs> like breathe on this thing. Like I don't I don't want anything to happen to it. You know. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's okay. I had, I had it. I had it on cassette, and I'm going to get it on vinyl as well. Just, it's, I'm sure just, it's probably been reissued since. But at the time, you weren't able to get it anywhere. <laughs> yeah. it was more special at the time, and it's got it's got Kurt Cobain on it as well. He does ten feet tall um, with them, and the, the the reason Kurt Cobain did "Where Do You Sleep Last Night" is because it was, it's on this album, and himself and Chris Novoselic play on it and Mark Landigan sings so oh, wow. that's where the idea to come out and that's a map yeah and it's a massive song for for Nirvana or for the unplugged so yeah it came out of that album which is right, nice. I'm definitely gonna have yeah. to revisit some of this Mark Lanigan stuff so this is Neil's tune for Sunday this is Ugly Sunday by Mark Lanigan we're all heading into Sunday now um Neil thanks very much for doing this man no problem god anytime thanks a million for having me and thanks for for letting us share these tunes and you know Hope people like them. No worries. An amazing selection of stuff. And so that's it from us for tonight. Um, I'm going to be back uh, on the second Saturday of next month with uh, someone else sharing with me their weekend tunes. So cheerio. I feel your blood run cold and it's a rainy Sunday morning. I'll count the million miles I'm drifting from Just 
Go back to those cold sounds 